Hi, and welcome to Chat Club. There's only one rule on Chat Club, and that's everybody talks about Chat Club. I'm your host, Alan Hilchy, and welcome to Chat Club. Um, last episode, we're going to go into episode number six here. And last episode, I talked about symptoms of depression. Now, I'm going to look at some tools and some aids to, to help you with depression. Uh, different things you may not, may not have looked at, may have heard of. But just some things that, you know, may help you keep in the back of your mind. Um, just before I get going, I just want to tell everyone, I would really love everyone, if you're listening, uh, have a Chat Club Facebook page. Would love to get the likes up. Uh, love you to share all this stuff that I'm doing because more of an audience I can get, the more it can reach people, the more beneficial for people. These podcasts are all free, so that's my intention. So now I'm going to get into, uh, to overcome depression, it helps to know the facts. Depression is a medical condition and it's not a laziness. Um, And that's the biggest thing that people get discouraged with. They think that you're lazy or you don't want to do anything, but it's, it's the motivation, you know, a lot of different things. So I'm going to re-go over the symptoms of depression. A major depressive episode is defined as experiencing five or more of the following symptoms uh, every day most days for two weeks or even longer than two weeks so I have some here uh, depressed or irritable mood is one uh, another one is uh, sleep problems uh, sleeping too much sleeping too little sleeping mainly during the day so you're sleeping quite a bit or sleeping too little uh, change in your interest. Uh, an example of this is not being interested in what you used to enjoy, like a book club or going to play volleyball or your ice hockey or your knitting group, your book club or going to coffee with people. Uh, you don't do that anymore. Or it's the low motivation to, to do that. It's a challenge. Um, excessive guilt or unrealistically so low self-image. And we're talking about looking at yourself, uh, you feel you're too fat or you're too, well, we never be too skinny. It just seems like everybody is with the self-image of their body. They don't like their face, they don't like their hair, they don't like the curly hair, they don't like the straight hair, short hair, long hair. There's many things that we uh, self-analyze ourselves with and that's one of the things, our self, low, low self-image, it's huge. Um, Another one is significantly low energy or the change in self-care. Now this one is an example of this would be like not showering anymore, not, you know, not, you know, kind of like smelling a little bit, your hygiene's not up to snuff. Just basically you're not taking care of yourself. So, and that, it shows like the low motivation and not feeling good about yourself. So this can happen. Uh, significantly worse concentration is one. Now this is an example of this could be your grades in your classes are declining like a sharp decline. Like one, you know, you're doing really good and then bang, just declines. Or it could be your performance at work, like your performance isn't up to what it used to be. Like not doing your work properly or whatever. Um, I mean, it's noticeable, very noticeable. Um, changes in appetite. Um, you could be eating too much or eating too little. That's an example of this, like your changes in appetite. Um, another one is uh, severe anxiety and panic attacks. Um, is 
in correlation, depression and panic and severe panic attacks is a part of it because that's part of the depression duo. A uh, high percentage of people have both. Um, another one is suicidal thoughts, plans, or behaviors, including self-harm. An example of this is intentionally cutting yourself or burning yourself, that sort of thing. So just be mindful if you have five or you have a few of these. It's very important that you go to the doctor and, and just get yourself checked out. Uh, do some counseling, you know. Nip it in the butt before it gets serious because if you can manage this, you can have a full, healthy life. You just got to manage these small, you know, things. So if we can nip it in the butt right away, and you may not nip it in the butt. It might be an ongoing challenge for the rest of your life, but here's the challenge. There's not a dark end to it. There's lots of things that can help you manage this depression. It's a medical condition. You know, there's medication and whatnot. Um, it's also re important to remember that everyone that isn't depressed or in a depression, it, they're not suicidal. Just because they're depressed or they have a long depression doesn't mean they're suicidal. They just feel like a part of, like they just feel terrible about their whole life. And it's not anybody did anything, it's just the feeling that they get. Um, and, and like I said, if you get, you know, you can seek help if you demonstrate any specific or self-harm. Like that, you can have help for that. That could be a traumatic event from your past could be you know five years ago it could be something you don't even know about that just triggers something and you, and you don't know what what causes and when you go to counseling it roots out these these triggers and, and what sets you in depression what sets into panic attacks and then you can watch out for your triggers and try to manage it as best you can because everyone's just getting through life and trying to get through the challenges and that includes myself and everybody else so that's you know okay so here's the question Okay, I feel depressed now. <laughs> so what do I do now? What what's what's you know where do I go from here? Well, now that you know that you have some symptoms of depression, some positive coping skills can be useful, and that's what I'm going to bring forward. All the following techniques have been supported by research or medical prescribers. So, some of these ones that I will I have been you know these skills have been frequently recommended. And it's really important part of your treatment plan. So make sure that, you know, if you're taking antidepressants, here's the warning. Boop, boop, here's the warning. Warning is don't suddenly go off your prescribed medication, like your antidepressant medication, uh, without talking to your doctor or your medical provider. So it's very important that you do this. Stay on your medication. I know if you're just trying it out and it doesn't feel right, give it at least two weeks they may have to increase the dosages or reduce it or find another medication but it's very important that you make sure that you tell them exactly how you're feeling because they don't know how you're feeling i feel terrible well how does that like what do you mean by terrible and they you know they can have an insight to what medication will be best suited for you and that's an important part of the process so practice some of these skills every day if you can I'm not saying that they're all going to work, but, you know, try new things. Uh, I recommend, like, doing a lot of these things. Um, it's important that, you know, probably some days you won't be as motivated as others, um, but you just got to find, you know, I know depression frequently snaps, snaps out, the, you know, less motivation and saps the energy out of you and stuff. To know, you know, it's normal to feel un, like, 
not motivated. It's a normal feeling. We have it every day. People that don't have depression, people that have depression, like people that don't have depression still have motivations, like unmotivated times. It's true. You know, um, you know, I have times going to the gym there. I don't feel like going. I'm unmotivated. That's natural. It's a part of our, you know, what we want to do in life. And just to make sure that you know, that everybody gets unmotivated. Not just because you're depressed, you know, you're depressed or anything like that. Just make a good note. We're all unmotivated in the world. I can guarantee you that. Uh, a lot of people in the world think that, you know, all these, you know, hockey players and that, they get unmotivated too. Because if you're doing it every day, every day, every day, it becomes repetitive. So, I mean, they get un unmotivated too. So make a note of that. So the first one I'm going to come to is meaning. The number one thing I'm talking about is find small ways to be of service to others. So, I mean, find personal meaning by serving something. It could be a charity. It could be helping out with the school fair. It could be, you know, just different things. Soup kitchen, uh, you know, Salvation Army collecting, you know, stuff for the Salvation Army during the holidays. Just sitting there making, you know, because that motivation might say, hey, you know, I sat here today and I collect so much money that that's going to help a family. So it's small, measurable goals, right? And that's what I'm we're talking about. Um, and that's the biggest thing is, is find a way to be service to others. So, I mean, helping pay it forward and just different stuff like that. Like, I suggest going to the coffee shop. You see someone behind you say, I'm paying for their coffee. And try to do it discreetly. It's even better when you do it in the in the drive-thru because you don't know who it is. I had that happen to me the last week where I had somebody paid my for my coffee. I didn't know who it was, so but this big, you know, thank you very much made my day. You made another person's day by doing that. I guarantee it works because I felt really good going to work because somebody took the time and their hard-earned money and bought me a coffee which made me happy. So I put it on Facebook. Come to find out, it was one of my coworkers. How cool was that? So it, it's really, it, it really impressed me because I was groggy and as soon as I got that coffee for free, it's free, I'm like, oh my gosh. I just kind of snapped out of my funk and there I went. So, I mean, that, that's just a small thing. Um, another thing, number two, that I have down here is your goals. Find workable goals that give you a sense of accomplishment. So... You know, I suggest that you get it like a chart or get a, you know, get yourself a whiteboard or get somewhere where you can post the stuff up. And most people feel guilty when they're talking about the goals because they set too high a goal, too high of goals. They're too high, unworkable goals. And listen, a goal is workable if it's something you can control, something that is managing, and something that is realistic for you. Okay. So make sure, you know, it doesn't depend on others. It's you, your self-control, what you can do. Manageable is basically don't overwhelm yourself. Don't take too big of a goal on. Okay, say, oh, I'm going to do this. And then you come to the fine, it just sends you back. Like, it triggers you to get back, oh, no good for nothing stuff. You don't want to do that. You want small, measurable goals. And realistic for you, it's for you and not for someone else. This goal is for you. So, and you know, I know I, I hate doing the dishes. So when I talk about measurable, I'm talking about the goals that you think, you know, you know whether it can get done or it can't get done. You know that you can do it. 
um, and, and do them small and gradually make them bigger. And if you have a setback, go back to the smaller goals again. It's not a hard thing. But, you know, biggest thing when you're doing these goals, uh, small measurable goals, is don't beat yourself up over them. Like, just talk about them and with somebody and or, or basically, you know, what can you learn from these goals? What can you learn? Why didn't you get it done? Was there something that triggered you? You know, different things like that. Um, you know, versus, you know, this is why I'm horrible. This is why I'm so useless and this and that. So we've got to take the negativity out of it and we have to build with a learning process, okay? So we've got to train our mind to be more aware of, hey, you know, I've got to train. Train my brain to be more positive. So it's an ongoing battle. And we de humans deal with this on a daily basis. Celebrities deal with it. I deal with it. Hockey players, professional hockey players, people that are celebrities deal with this every day. You know, it's not, you know, sometimes we usually compare our biggest weakness against someone else's strength. If your sister's really good at something and you try to do the same thing and you know you're not as good, you're setting yourself up for failure. Keep within what you're strong at. Small measurable goals and what your abilities and what you think you can do. And that's the biggest thing. So we gotta go through and talk about that. Is talk about, you know, realistic, something you can control, manageable and measurable goals. And I suggest to put it down in a journal and write it, right? Take a journal of what you did. And then you, you look at it uh, at the end of the week and you look at all the goals that you did. Uh, try to take the positives out of it. And if there is a day that you're not so good, you come back and you say, okay, what, what differently went wrong here? What did I do that day? Okay, what can I have done better? What triggered me to do this and that? So it's, it's good to keep a journal to, to, you know, to see your progress because progress always has positive things in it. You just have to look a little harder than you normally do because if you don't see a big check mark, people don't read in between the lines. It's like when you play a hockey game and a lot of kids, uh, you lose a hockey game and the coach says, you know, uh, we're going to learn from, you know, our mistakes and we're going to we're gonna take some positives out of the stuff we did and you're looking at them saying, what, what positives you guys lost? But there's always positives in, in a game. The little things that you did right and then you focus on the positives that you do right and then, then you know, it all comes together. You got to focus on the small things, and, you know, and that's one of the things I talk about is keep a positive, keep a positive attitude. Uh, number three, um, it's called pleasant events. Schedule pleasant events or activities or events. So don't wait for yourself to be in the mood to take a little, vac I call it 30 vacation, 30 minute vacation schedule. So you need to schedule these out, like after supper, okay. I'm not going to do the dishes or I'm not going to do this till 30 minutes. And then it gives you a chance to reset, uh, schedule a healthy hobby. Maybe you'll read. Uh, maybe you'll do your journey journaling during this 30-minute vacation. Uh, remember, to do these activities, you have to write, you know, you have to have, you know, you got to do it with the right attitude. So, you know, you got to practice gratitude. Take the time to notice what went well today. Not just what went wrong. Take, take a look at your day in this 30-minute vacation. Uh, and then it's, you know, it talks about, I know on the internet, it talks about keeping a, a gratitude journal. And a gratitude is just what you're thankful for. Like, a uh, guy bought me a coffee today. Or, you know, I was at work and somebody did something for me. Or I did something for somebody. Take the positives out of the day. Okay? Like, you know, you helped someone out with a math problem that 
you know, it's not big to you, it's just helping out. But the other person really values that. Sometimes people aren't very expressive with their gratitude. Um, usually you can pick it up with uh, face gestures or just their body language. So, I mean, if you look a little harder than people are, some people aren't very boisterous with their, you know, their gratitude. And, you know, sometimes I think people think that they're being weak, but it's not really. Um, know that being grateful for your blessings does not mean that you have discounted your problems or your depression. You know, it's it's a battle. It's an ongoing thing. It's a daily occurrence. So you take it one day at a time. These 30-minute vacations are to reflect on things, to improve things, to work on things. Now, this is just a suggestive thing. So engagement. Stay in the presence. Um, now, from what I've read online, this practice is sometimes called mindfulness. As best you can do during the activities, not to be in your head with self-judgment attitude, which we all have. We self-judge ourselves constantly. Uh, but you may not be able to turn off the self-judgment. But once you notice that you're getting to the point where you're self-judging, uh, you got to try to bring your back, you know, get yourself back to the present, okay? Because you can't, can't define, like, your past shouldn't define who you are. You know, I, and, and I talked about that in my other podcasts. And I'm a big believer that you shouldn't let your past define who you are today. All those, all those experiences have built you up to who you are today. You may not like today because you're depressed and, and that sort of thing. That's okay. But we can work on these things. You're not alone. There's so many people out there with depression that deal with this on a daily basis. You're not alone. Absolutely not alone. People are, are, are in the same battle. You just have to find the common things that work for you. So, you know, and that's the biggest thing. Um, I know there's some self-help. There's lots of self, uh, self-compassion self exercises on the internet. And there's different things you can listen to, the self-compassion. Um, but, you know, that's the biggest thing is stay in the present. You know, small measurable goals, do a journal. These are all helpful. They're all intertwined with each other. So uh, exercise and eat right too. So... On the research, I've looked, and it says do moderate exercise five times a week, uh, 30 minutes a pop. Uh, and that it says that you can dramatically increase your mood, like help it out. Uh, it, it's hard to, to you know, I know it's hard to get to the gym. I, I struggle with it daily, and I struggle with it a lot, and I don't go as much as I should. But I'm not going to let that define who I am. I'm not going to set that because tomorrow's another day. I go to work tomorrow. I'm going to bring more clothes. Maybe I'll take a 10-minute walk. Or maybe I'll go on the rower for 15 minutes. You know, or maybe I'll walk the track outside. There's a high chance I won't do it, but let's bring the clothes in case I get that motivation. Okay? And maybe I'll try very hard to do that tomorrow. And I'll try to, you know, get myself in a mood where I can do the exercise. Um, in my job, it's very emotionally... Uh, it's emotionally draining because you're you're always dealing with people that have needs. I need this, I need that. It does wear on you. I, I get it. So it's important for exercise. Um, try to set it up that you do 10 minutes, maybe three times a week. And then maybe you'll increase it, like five minutes. You know, it's better than sitting on your couch. Like, And it may increase your mood that you, the next time you do the five minutes, oh, I can go a little longer. Because I know when I'm rowing and I sit there and I say, well, 
I might just do 15 minutes. So I go past the eight minute marker and the eight minute marker is I can go to 20. If I can get over eight minutes in my workout, I can go longer. It's to get to the eight minutes that it's, you know, that I'm okay. In my mind, that's that's my moment where I know I can do more. Uh, and then I can go to 20 minutes or 25 minutes or whatever I'm doing. So, it, it, you know, that's things that, like, that's what works for me. You know, and it took me a while to find that. Also, big thing is to watch what you eat. Your food and drink can really influence your mood. Pop and greasy food can really impact you. Really a lot. If you have fatty foods, and it's research. Like, you know, and that's the biggest thing. But anybody will be depressed if they frequently binge on carbs, junk food, and energy drinks. It's just because of what's in it. It's not healthy. You eat your carrots, you, you know, you, you, you cook a roast or biggest thing I I know I like to do in the winter is have a crock pot full of chili and there's nothing better that you cook it all day and then you come home from work and it's there and you don't have to do anything all you're doing is throwing ingredients in it and that's another thing you can do like some people have a unmotivated you know when they're depressed to cook food and that's why they go to the fast food easy peasy but hey look at some a crock pot's a great way I'm telling you I'm not lying to you I can even cook chili and I'm not that great just saying but anyway, let's get back to the facts here. <laughs> I'm getting off the subject again. So another thing, uh, number six I have here is relationships. Focus on people who lift you up. Now these are positive relationships that you know people are positive. You know that you're going to have a positive conversation. Um, um, try to stay away from the, the naysayers, the people that just bring negative energy. And they, Every time you talk to them, you feel like, oh my God, I'm so tired. They're draining. Because they're so negative about things in their life you need to stay away from that I know or limit your contact or if they start getting negative you know have some excuses oh I'll get hit the bathroom oh, I'll get do this but the biggest thing is it's okay to have alone time but you have to find a, a, a balance and you can't isolate yourself and if you do that then your depression is going to linger longer so you have to interact with people and Try to bring yourself in front of people that are positive. Like, I know yoga is a very uplifting exercise. And I know CrossFit, I did it, uh, great exercise. Uh, you do it in groups and you do it with people. And it may be a good thing because I want to tell you about CrossFit. Everyone thinks that, oh my God, I don't want to go there because the guy's cut up or he's in super shape. I did it and I still, I had those feelings when I went in. And I had someone, like, say, you know, give it a try, um, you know. So I went with somebody that I knew, and there were several people I knew. And once I got in there, and I started doing the workout, I was looking at everyone else. I was huffing and puffing trying to do it. Uh, they were huffing and puffing worse than I was. And I was like, what? Crazy. But the biggest thing is, uh, you bring a partner there, you motivate each other, you take a break. Like, even the people that were in there doing the exercises, uh, like with the ropes or, you know, doing different things or burpees, they even paused, like the great people that were in shape, uh, they took like little couple seconds, you know, rest, take it, you know, miss the exercise, do two or three and then stop and then do it again. You gradually got to get yourself into this. But don't, you know, I, I come out of there, like uh, the first time I went, the gentleman that owned, owned the gym, 
he told me I could only do usually there's about five, four or five rounds in Tabata and that sort of stuff and when I did it um, he told me I could only do three rounds I started to go four but I gradually have to get myself into it like and, and that's sort of the thing with depression is you gradually have to build yourself up right you see where I'm going with this you have to take small measurable goals he set me he set it up that I was going to do three rounds of the five or either the two rounds of the five but when I really come down to it, I eventually built myself a pretty good tolerance set. I built myself up to be better. And when I went to the gym, I was like, yeah, this is great. You know, I should have stuck with it, but here we go. The unmotivating factor, you know. And, you know, next time, if I find that perfect partner that I can go with, because that's the biggest thing. If you can take someone to the gym with you, or you can take someone, sometimes you motivate each other. You know, you kick each other in the butt and say, listen, man, you know, you said that we got to go. Come on. I need you. I can't go if you can't go. A lot of motivating factors. And then the biggest thing is you're building that, that relationship with that person. But it's it's also a support system, you know. And that's the biggest thing is to find supportive people. And that's what I'm talking about, relationships. Positive relationships that are supportive. Some people are going to say some naysay things like you're lazy, you know, unmotivated. You know, it's all your fault. You don't want to get off the couch. They don't understand depression. They don't understand how much energy it takes out of you. And, you know, I didn't know how much it took me out because I was one of the naysayers, man. And I'll tell you, I'm very embarrassed for, like, how I reacted. And it wasn't terrible. I would just, you know, oh, my God, like, you got to go to work. You know, you got you to gotta just get out of life. But when I went through the three months that I took my anxiety and everything come down, I, I hit a little bit of depression, not a major depression, but the biggest thing is I understood that, that, that motivation factor and the lack of motivation and how angry I was and how frustrated what I was. I, I get all that. So it's good. It's good to know that. Like, get rid of the naysayers, bring on the positive people because there's so many out there and very blessing. I know there's different groups out there. I know there's religious groups. If you want to get into a religious group, they're out there. It depends on how you feel, right? Don't be put into something that you're not comfortable with. But again, sometimes you have to put yourself out there to get yourself into a situation where it's a positive experience. So number seven, I'm going to go into sleep regularly. Um, try to keep a regular schedule. Um, keeping a balance with is a hard thing because you either sleep too much or sleep too little. You know, staying up late one night and then see, sleeping excessively the next day is basically a sure, uh, you know, surefire way to, you know, feed your depression. And that's the biggest thing is sleep can really, you know, you know, and don't try to solve your problems at night because you're not going to solve the world problems at night. You're not going to solve any of your problems. It's too late. A lot of things like are, you know, they're down to sleep. So make sure that you find yourself, you know. I know when you, when you talk about sleep, there's, you know, there's other things like, um, you know, you're obviously going to have your medication. Uh, you may have to use melatonin, which is over-the-counter stuff. does help. Take it a half an hour. Try not to watch TV. Uh, maybe read a book. Read a book puts me to sleep. I know that. I don't do a lot of reading, but should. Increases your vocabulary and all that sort of stuff. Um, so we're going to sleep regularly, and, you know. Uh, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, no matter what medication you're on, doing some of these activities, especially when you don't feel like it, can, can really help. 
Uh, number eight, I'm going to go on to like uh, listening to music. Uh, you know, a lot of research shows that music can be a great way to boost your mood and improve your symptoms of depression. It may uh, help you, you know, strengthen you know, your reception of more positive emotions, you know, being more positive in the moment. Depends on music you listen to. You gotta listen to, you know, you gotta pick your music pretty good because there's some really good music out there, whatever, you know. And you may you may play, you know, music and, you know, sitting down and listening to it and, and just playing it. Not for anybody else to listen, but for yourself. If you play music and sing, I know I'm terrible at singing, but, I mean, if you have the ability to do it, bring it on, tape yourself, you know, see, see what you can do better, you know. I know a lot of people, they sing and they put it on YouTube and they do that. It's kind of a therapy. It's kind of like me doing my, my podcast. It's kind of a therapy. For me, Like a, to know that I'm reaching people makes me inspired to keep on. And it's a positive thing in my, in my life right now. And I really enjoy it. And uh, I really hope I'm helping people because that's, that's the point of this whole thing. So another thing I got is... I was on my number... Nine, um, spending time in nature is such a beneficial, beneficial thing. As Mother Nature has a powerful influence on depression. I mean, you look at the uh, you look at the First Nations and how they First Nation people in, in North America they're big on their nature, and it's a positive thing and it's brace its strength and they use it a lot. Strength, you know, of nature. I finding it a very very intriguing culture it's unreal I think it's fascinating so I mean spending more time in nature can also improve your mental health um, exposure to sunlight has benefits too so it's good that you have you know the exposure to you know sunlight um, you know um, you know eating your lunch during the day like go outside if it's a nice day take your lunch and go outside you don't have to be with anybody just take a look at everyone else and take a look at their gestures and maybe uh, you know you'll you'll like that just you don't even have to talk to people you just go out and eat and look at the nature and look at the sun look at the clouds because I mean that's the biggest thing is to get outside get some fresh air breathe that in you might take in different scents you know it can trigger your brain in a more positive manner, and it's important that you do that. Um, so, number 10. Um, now, this one I kind of pulled off there, uh, off, like just, just doing some research off the internet, is try something new entirely. Um, sometimes you do the same thing day after day, uh, use the same part of your brain, uh, you get in a routine. Sometimes you can challenge your neurons and alter your brain chemistry by just completely doing something uh, utterly different. Um, and research does show that new things can improve your overall well-being and strength in your social relationships and in yourself. So that's something to think about. Um, to reap these benefits, and, you know, try to look at maybe going to take on a new sport like volleyball community volleyball for open night you pay two bucks to go play or take on a shuffleboard or even get into bowling or do something different um you can take a creative class um art class you can take a art night class you can take uh creative writing uh journalism there's lots of different things that you can look at um 
you know, you can look, um, I know on Facebook, there's a lot of different techniques, uh, like cooking classes and whatnot that, uh, that you can look at, like uh, new recipes and different things like that. So, I mean, that's, that's something to look at. So, number 11 is, I know I use this in my anxiety one for helpful, you know, some things to deal with anxiety, but this one, I mean, anxiety and depression are, are very well correlated. So I think this one here is a good one. It's uh, try some aromatherapy. So, you know, the biggest thing, there's a number of different oils used in uh, aromatherapy. Uh, lavender can be used to, you know, at nighttime and it's meant to smooth and calm when someone is stressed. Very good one for night, like to get some lavender and, and, and it just shocks your brain to think about something else and can reduce your stress somewhat. Uh, there's geraniums that are supposed to help uh, balance emotions. Uh, so you get yourself a little, I'm big on the horticultural therapy. It's used in the States quite frequently with people that have cognitive disorders. I did a lot of research uh, when I worked at my job, just trying to find other programs in, uh, in my facility at the time, because we had a lot of kids that were, you know, hard to deal with, uh, never had, you know, a lot of skills. But with geraniums, um, what I like about this is you build your little garden or you get a little greenhouse, you start planting stuff. And the biggest thing about it is every day you're going out and you're watering it, taking care of your plants, different smells. Um, then you turn around and, and you start seeing the growth of different plants. And, and that's pretty exhilarating and it's a positive thing because you're the one that's doing it. No one else is doing this, you're the one that's doing it. So it's another positive measure that you can do. Like horticultural therapy is huge. I know they use it in the States quite a bit. Um, there's other ones like rosemary uh, stimulates the senses. There's peppermint is, uh, you know, stimulates the senses. Um, there's yang yang is used to balance uh, emotions. I'm not sure if I know if I said that right. Jasmine is used to boost uh, mood and relieve stress. The rose is used to relax. Uh, there's different kinds of senses uh, out there, like scents that can help. Um, it's not known, like, I think the research doesn't know how much it is. I don't think they did a measured research on it, but um, it can, you know, it can just change your, like, shock your, your brain, your neurons and stuff, trying something new, like I said earlier. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing we got to look at. So, um, and my last thing, I'm going to talk about support groups. Now, I went with the Wings of Change, and... It was absolutely awesome that I went there. I really enjoyed myself. Um, you know, it was nice to see that other people, it's not nice to see other people struggle, but it's nice to see people out there with similar things that I struggled with. Um, I tried to be helpful, try to, you know, put myself out there because the more you put yourself out there, the more you may learn. Uh, the biggest thing about support groups is the support. It's peer support, people are in the same boat as you. And the biggest thing you're looking at is trying to gain some, you know, trying to find out what your triggers are. And you're trying to, you know, when they're coming to your triggers and you know you're getting to an episode or you're going to, you know, whatever's going to happen, that you know what you need to do next. Or you try to reduce, uh, when you know you're getting to a trigger, you can find ways to, you know, to decrease your trigger. Um, 
And what I mean by triggers is an episode of anxiety, panic attack, or just getting depressed, or, you know, whatever. That's what I mean by triggers, like triggers that induce what happens. Uh, I don't know if I've ever explained that, but that's, that's generally what I mean. So, I mean, a lot of these groups, uh, support groups, provide education. They have pamphlets at the support groups for different things. Could be, you know, suicide hotline. It could be information on counseling. It could be other groups that maybe you're interested in. There's a pile of information on these support groups. I know Wings of Change had probably anywhere from 8 to 10 different pamphlets on different things that can help. So these are, there's a lot of educational information in this, uh, where, you know, dealing with similar issues with yourself. Uh, the biggest thing I liked about the whole group when I went to support group was uh, the after the talk of the group. It's just getting together and talking about what works with you, like different things that you do. And that very well might be something that you can do. Uh, you can share some of your information, you share it back and forth. And there's a lot of different things that can happen in these support groups. Uh, you know, if you're to a point where you need, you need help, I mean, it's a peer support group. It's, you know, it's, you know, they're not going to really, it's anonymous. And Tommy, ugh, I can't even say that word. But the biggest thing is, is, you know, when you're talking support group, these support groups are usually not, uh, they don't divulge your names. It's very secretive. They don't like, you know, because that's, anonymity is basically what keeps these groups together. Because who wants to go somewhere where Joe Blow is going to start talking about what you're dealing with down the road? These groups are support groups. Their whole intention is to help similar people with similar, that deal with the same, similar things you do. So, you know, biggest thing is, um, you know, there's moments of depression and, you know, there's depression, you know, persistent moods, and you feel like a heavy burden, and it, and it seems like a dark shadow is slowly, slowly crept over your entire life, and that's what depression is, and, and influencing you in each negative way. But when you feel like you're struggling all with all this different thing, you, you know, you have your doctor, and you have some coping mechanism I talked about, uh, acknowledging, don't be in denial if you are depressed, because that's it takes you so long to recover. Um, own it. Uh, don't be scared because there's over 350 million people in the world that have depression. So you're not the only one. Um, you know, and, and you know, uh, a thing I like to do is, you know, I know on Facebook there's people always putting positive comments and uplifting notes and different stuff. Um, and, and, you know, collecting them or, or putting them in your, you know, putting them in your living room or, you know, having, you know, I know people put decals up in their walls that, you know, have positive messages. I mean, maybe, maybe put them up and maybe that'll, maybe that'll help. You know, different things, like change it up. Like, if it's not working, go on to the next thing. You know, acknowledging your symptoms and, you know, developing a better understanding, like what these, what, what, what starts your trigger is the biggest thing. And it could be, you know, your journey of recovery to live with depression and, you know, to maybe you get to a point where you can help others, like what I'm doing on my podcast. And and that's huge. Because we, in the human society, we, you know, the government can't help us with everything. They can't throw money here and there. It's only so much money. So we as humans have to engage ourselves to support others. We need to support each other because, 
you know, there's not enough money in the world that's everyone's going to do something. Do I think there's not enough services? Absolutely. Do I think we're going to get the services? Chances are probably not. Um, they're only going to do what they can do at a certain time. And I'm not defending the government um, because I have some issues on that, which, you know, that could be further podcasts. Um, so, I mean, depression is a multi-faced phenomenon that comes with different symptoms, many different cases. People uh, describe their, you know, their inner antibodies and black holes, but it's also in correlation with panic attacks and anxiety and the feeling of hopelessness. So I got a quote here <laughs> from Goldie Hawn. I'm going to read it. Whether we have it all or we have nothing, we're all faced with the same obstacles, sadness, loss, illness, death and dying. And uh, if we strive as human beings to gain more wisdom, more kindness, more compassion, we must have the intention to grow as a lotus and open up, open each petal one by one. Pretty powerful, I think. I like that one. So basically, you know, make sure that you take your medication. Make sure that, you know, you take care of yourself. It's important to eat right, exercise, uh, do different things, kayaking, hiking. Do things you've never done before. Like, I know I recently started playing hockey lately. And I haven't for 10 years. It was exciting. It was something new. So make sure that you do this sort of stuff because, you know, in the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself. You have to find coping mechanisms that are going to work for you, you as a person. So don't, you know, you're not alone in this battle. There's tons of people that want to help you. I know there's tons of superior peer support groups. Uh, look for some. If you're in Canada, look for Wings of Change. It's not only for PTS people. It's for it's a peer support group. I mean, they have to put something on there as far as like what details. Yes, there's a lot of first responders that go there, but it would be amazing to see the different categories. Like you know, I seen categories I never thought teachers, I never thought corner like coroners. Yes, funeral directors, like animal handlers, like these are people that seen traumatic things. So make sure that you take notice and Google different groups in your area look at the boards and you go to grocery shop and uh, go to your mental health uh, offices to find out what's out there because peer support groups are very 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 good for you um, I feel they you know it gives a sense that you're not alone and there's a light at the end of the tunnel but you know that's what you have to look for that light and strive for the light sometimes struggle to find the light but you will find it I know you will and I firmly believe that every human can do this. You just have to do small, measurable goals, obtain them every day, keep that journal, and, and keep keep battling. Because I want to hear from you. I want to hear comments on my Facebook. I want to, you know, I'm fine. You're not okay. That's okay. It's okay. I'm not okay some days. It's absolutely okay. Everybody has those days. The biggest thing is break the silence. Break the silence in mental health. Take a stand. If you think you can be a leader in this, go do it. I encourage you. It's been the best thing I ever did in my life. But anyway, I'm going to rant on and rave here. So basically, my next episode's on... I'm going to get into grief. Uh, I'm going to get into uh, maybe harassment in the workplace. Uh, there's different ones I'm going to look at. And that's why it's important to go on my Facebook, on Chat Club, because I will post different things. 
more engagement I get, the more I'll be able to keep going with that. So anyway, I thank you very much for listening. I hope this has been information that you can abstain and take and, and work on this. But anyway, I must go now. This is Jack Love, this is Alan Hilchey, and thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.